G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by the official beer of Rugby League, the beer of Supercoach, beer of Breaking Evens, bloke in a bar, go out, grab yourself a case this weekend, get stuck into it while you're watching the footy and your Supercoach team, more importantly. Uh, Timmy Williams, not with us again this week, he will be returning next week, I'm pretty confident on that, so that'll be great to have Timmy back, uh, had a bit of a tough trot the last few weeks, so we do wish Timmy and his family all the very best, and we cannot wait to get him back in next week, get someone that actually knows their super coach back in here, which will be sensational. We've got Matty the Waterboy, and he's on camera this week. He made his face reveal, face debut, whatever we want to call it, on Bloke in a Bar the other day, and uh, mate, I actually ha saw a comment that someone said you didn't look as much like a sexual deviant as what they expected. Is yeah. That the I ultimate compliment? I sent that to my missus, and she goes, you're wrong, Dingo. You're wrong. <laughs> Dingo. That was perfect, wasn't it? <laughs> Couldn't so write good. a better narrative. But Matty's joining us. Uh, sensational to have him. Great to have him on camera now so we can really dive into the Supercoach brain sitting over there. Mate, we're going to dive into our scores from the weekend. Myself did all right. 1,175. I was happy with that. Um, started the week incredibly well. Not having Nico Hines is starting to punish me, though, and I might have to make some rash decisions over the next few weeks to get him in. I did Captain Cleary, so it wasn't overly impressive. So to get 1,175, I was stoked with that. I made a big... Big song and dance last week about trading out Katoni Staggs. I actually tried to, and I wasn't able to do it, so I ended up holding him, and he killed it. So apologies to all of you that took my poor advice there. It worked out great for me, though. My rank at the moment, overall, 10,300. So pretty happy with that at the end of round five. Timmy, uh, he did about 70 points less than me this week, 1,106. I think his rank dropped a touch. He's now 7,240. So he's about uh, 2,800 or something in front of me. So very close. Uh, both in the top 10,301, which is where you want to be, obviously. Matty, how did you uh, how did you travel this week, my friend? Yeah, look, I've, I've had a really bad week. I've had how a really, I've had a really we bad talking? week. Uh, I've got 942, uh, so I'm in the top 59% of the round. <laughs> hey, look at you. <laughs> top 60%, that's, that's <laughs> not bad. Um, no, I captain Cody Walker. So that's of course you did. That's yeah, what's right. cost me this week. I honestly thought he'd murder the dragons. Oh um, mate, in saying that, we sucked him off all last week. So mm. uh, yeah, I'm not I, like I'm not upset with the decision because the logic was there. Like I, I, I thought he'd kill it against the dragons, and it, mm. it just it just didn't pay off. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you watched last week's episode really closely, and you made the decisions to bring in Latrell, bring in Cody, and get rid of Tony Staggs. Mm. You could have dropped 30,000 spots this weekend, thanks to beers and break-even. So hopefully we can bounce back this week, make it look a little bit better. What's your uh, season rank? Do, uh, do, yeah, do um, we want to know? No, nah, no, nah, I'll tell you. Uh, 35,000. 35,000. So I've got a, go. lot, a lot of work to do. you got a bit of work to do. bit yeah. of work to do. Yeah, that's all right. We'll do you have there. the balls to Captain Cody again? Who are we playing this week? Bulldogs. I'll, I'll have to look at the draw, but I might... I might put I might put him as vice captain because it's an early game. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's a really interesting week for captains because you've got Pappy, Munster, Hughes, Grant playing the Sharks, obviously playing Nico mm. Hines, playing Melbourne. So True. it's going to be a really open week as far as captains go. Uh, James Tedesco looks like a pretty good option, but we're going to talk about him later. A lot of people are looking to drop him this week. Uh, as far as the beers and break-evens group goes, in first place is Porch Light. Sam, I assume he's a Sharkies fan. Uh, he's 14 out of 132-odd thousand overall. So Sam's doing very well. He was second last week, uh, so he's jumped up to 
after first. That consistency is great to see. In second place, I think he's a Newcastle fan. Oh, what a night. Glenn, he's sitting 29th overall. And then third place, we've got Liam, his team name. Come on. Can you give us one, Matty? Hit us with a come on. Come on. That's all right. Yeah, that, that was soft, mate. But <laughs> The Hello Sport boys would kill you if they saw that just quietly. We'll let it slide. Liam's 31st overall. As it stands right now, we've got seven guys that are in our group that are in the top 100. Last week we had four, so that's improving week on week, which is good to see. The highest scorer in the beers and break-evens group, uh, the team name is Dream Team. That was by Graham. He got the 17th highest score of the entire week in Supercoach. He scored 1,357. So Sam, Glenn, Liam and Graham absolutely flying in the beers and break-evens group there. I think I'm sitting about... 200 or I can't actually remember I should have written it down not doing as well as those guys though for sure now teamless Tuesday for round six drop this afternoon there's a bit happening so we'll go through all of these games some teams are one to 17 others it is absolute carnage they might rhyme with Schmesh Schmigers but we'll get into that in a second Raiders taking on the Cowboys Thursday night 750 Matty Tomoko he hopped off with an injury at about half time last week he has been named but Jared Croker is in the extended so you need to keep an eye on that Ryan Sutton he's in Jersey 13 with Elliot Whitehead being named on the edge once again. Big shot though, Xavier Savage named on the bench in Jersey 14. So you would have to assume that that means Tommy Starling will play 80 minutes as he did last week with Matt Frawley getting a cold on the bench. Hudson Young's on the extended bench though, so one to keep an eye on there. If Hudson does come in, you would assume Whitehead would probably shift to 13 and Sutton would probably jump back to the bench. For the Cowboys, Scotty Drinkwater, I, I think he was the best player on the field for the Cowboys the other night. He was the, He's the fullback this week again. Hammer still out for a few more weeks and Cohen Hess returns as well. He's starting in the front row. Friday night, we've got the Bunnies taking on the... Friday afternoon, sorry. Bunnies taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs in Roll the Easter Show into that there. 4pm from out at Homebush. For the Bunnies, obviously Latrell Mitchell out for a number of weeks now. Blake Taff at fullback, Harm Sele on the bench. Interesting enough, South Sydney, they've gone with a four forward bench. Matty, what are your thoughts on this? Good for Damien Cook owners. I know a lot of people have got on him over the last few weeks. Taff was the 14 last week. I sort of expected Havili to come in. I like Harm Sele, but how, how do you feel going into this one, Matty? I, I'm shocked Havili didn't get picked. Mm. I thought Havili was good in the first in the first. He was good, weeks. yeah. Cook, Cook was... um. Not down, but like he, he complimented Cookwell against the Broncos and, and the Storm. So yeah, I'm I'm actually quite shocked if Ely's not in, but I, I can't um I can't what's the word? Jason Demetri's done a good job so far. Yep. So I back him. Mate, all things considered, he's done a sensational job. Oh, for sure. Like, consider, when you take it all into consideration, he's done well. The Canterbury Bulldogs, they are 1-17 for that clash. We've got Kyle Flanagan lining up in the seven jersey once again. Really looking forward to seeing him go around. Uh, then late game on Friday night, we've got the Penrith Panthers taking on the Brisbane Broncos, 7.55 from out there at Penrith. Panthers, they are 1-17. The Broncos, a couple of changes. Payne Haas and Albert Kelly, they've copped a one-match ban. Won't matter for Albert Kelly. Payne Haas, though, he will miss this game. So Corey Jensen, he shifts into the front row. No real other changes there. One guy I want you to keep an eye on. He's on their extended bench. Ethan, I think it's Q Ward. Uh, Q-U-A-I-W-A-R-D a hyphen last name. Just keep an eye on him. I'm hearing that in Queensland Cup, he is doing incredibly well. I think he's being coached by Justin Hodges at the moment, and I think Hodges has got a real liking for him. So one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks. Super Saturday, we've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Gold Coast Titans. 5.30 from Brookvale Oval. Uh, Cooler returns, thankfully. He will be at centre. 
Kular, not at fullback, but you might see a change there in this game. Wouldn't shock me if you do see a change and Kular ends up in the one. Ruben Garrett goes to the wing. Um, wouldn't surprise me. So just keep an eye on that one. Morgan Harper is out of the squad altogether. I'm not sure if he got injured or COVID. I'm not sure what it is, but he's not in the squad. Uh, we're on Schuster watch each and every week. Still no sign of him. No sign of him in the extended either. So hopefully we see Schuster back over the next few weeks. For the Titans, a couple of changes. Uh, Kelly returns. Brian Kelly, BK, he returns at centre with Philip Sami going to the wing. Corey Thompson, he's on the extended bench. So keep an eye on late changes there. Wouldn't be surprised to see Corey Thompson come in somewhere. 7.35 on Friday night, This on Saturday, sorry. This might be game of the season. I'm so excited for this one, it's not even funny. Storm taking on the Sharks from down there at Amy Park. For the Storm, not really any major changes. Wishart is going to be on the bench, so that could spell a bit of Barney Rubble for Harry Grant. Uh, but we'll see how they actually line up come game time. The Sharks, they are 1-17 to there, no real changes. Sunday afternoon, we've got the Sydney Roosters taking on the New Zealand Warriors from the SCG at 2 o'clock. The Roosters tend to play their absolute best footy uh, Sunday Arvos at the SCG. So worrying sign for the Warriors there. We know what the Chooks are like there. Uh, Sammy Verrills, he comes back into the side. He's starting in the nine jersey. Watson on the bench. Uh, Hacho, he's on the extended bench with Suwali as well. Another one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks. Uh, interesting to see if Verrills does start there. It's obviously his first game. I wouldn't be surprised to see a late change with Watson starting at nine. Verrills off the bench. Uh, for the Warriors, DWZ, he returns. He's on the wing. Katoa on the bench. Uh, as we said, we're on Schuster watch. We're also on Tohu Harris watch every week. No sign of him. Not on the extended either. Tohu Harris. 4.05 from Wynn Stadium. The Dragons take on the Newcastle Knights. Personally, I think this is a huge game for both of these teams. I think this is a must-win game for both of these sides. The Knights, if they lose this, they're looking at four losses on the trot going into games against Parramatta and Melbourne, which could turn into six. We spoke about this on Bloke in a Bar earlier in the week. Dragons, they've just been a little bit inconsistent. They need to get a W on the board playing at Wynn Stadium. Uh, they normally have a very good record there. Uh, Sewer in the second row. We'll see Josh Maguire, big moose on the bench for the first time this season. On the extended bench, Aaron Woods has been dropped for this one, as has Tyrell Sloan. He's been on the extended bench the last few weeks, obviously. He hasn't come back in. Amone, he will still be uh, on the bench there, Jersey 14. Keep an eye on late changes there. Personally, I think Hook has to make a move here. Uh, Adam Clune, he has been named for the Newcastle Knights. We're a little bit worried about him during the week. Edric Lee, he returns as well. Great story to see Edric return. I think the last game of professional rugby league that Edric Lee played was Origin 3 in 2020, which is pretty crazy. David Clemmer also returns, which is massive for the Newcastle Knights and is really going to sting guys that are owning either Daniel Saifidi or Jacob Saifidi. Uh, Monday afternoon, we've got the Eels taking on the Tigers coming to you from Combank. You might want to get a cup of tea for this one. This could take a while. So, Neocore, he is going to play centre. Penasini, who mo he moves to the wing. A huge win for all Penasini owners like myself. Great to see him on the wing. Oregon Kafusi starts in the front row because Junior Paulo's obviously suspended for that shoulder hit the other day. Sean Lane, he starts on the edge. I thought Matto would get that spot. Matto's on the bench as it stands right now. Keep an eye on changes there, though. You've got Hayes Perham and Mitch Rain on the bench as well. So, a bit of a weird makeup. Uh, for the Parramatta Eels on their bench. I'm expecting a couple of changes to that 17. I can't see them running out uh, Monday Arbo with that 17. So watch them. Now the Tigers. All right. Dane Laurie, he returns from COVID at fullback. You've, the centres are... Garner and Jimmy the Jet. Stafford Toa, he moves to the wing. Uh, and Jackson Hastings starts at seven. Luke Brooks moves to six. Jake Simpkins starts at nine. 
Jock Madden in the 14. On the extended bench, guys that started last week are in the team. Little, Gildart, and then two of their five captains, Peachy and Mamalo, also dropped out of this side. So a lot of changes for the West Tigers this week. Madge has made um, some pretty harsh calls, some pretty deserving calls as well. I will say this, the one that I think has been reasonably hard done by is Gildart. I think he's been half decent for them so far this year. Peachy, Mamalo, Little, I can understand. Garner, uh, Gildart, sorry. I do feel a little bit sorry for him but they are all your changes coming out of teamless tuesday for round six uh we're now going to rip into some of your questions uh from the week so the first one comes from at sleepy dreams says is Hines better to have than cleary as a Cleary owner and a non-Hines owner, I have to say, yes, I think I've got this one wrong and I'm going to have to make some changes uh, to work this into my side. If you're someone that started with Turbo at the start of the year and then you went Cleary over Hines, good God, you're in a world of hurt right now. Two massive L's there. Uh, so I'm going to have to bring Hines in. Look, as I said, I've gone Cleary over Hines and at the moment it is a mistake. Cleary will lose money, so you'll be able to get him a little bit cheaper over the next few weeks. For me, though, I don't think it's a case of having Nico Hines over Nathan and Cleary. Personally, I think your aim should be to have both of them. I think it's a matter of time till Cleary starts to hit some points. He's taking a lot of runs at the moment. You can see he's not playing selfishly, but he is taking it upon himself to take the line on, which you love from a super coach point of view. He's, he had his goal-kicking radar back on last week. Penrith, they're too much of a good side, and Nathan Cleary is still the best player in the world for me. So he will bounce back. He will start to score well. But Nico Hines, I mean, he plays Melbourne this week, so maybe he could go a little bit quieter there. But then after that, it's undeniable what Nico Hines is doing at the moment. So Hines over Cleary, yes, but I think you need to aim to have both of them, the both of them in. And the people that have them in first, I think they're going to gain a huge advantage. So Hines better to have than Cleary, yes, but you want to have both of them over the next few weeks for sure. Thank you for that one, Sleepy Dreams. Our next one comes from at Junior Glover. When will Rand Randall and Ilias peak in cash? They both have pretty low break-evens. Randall's got a break-even of one. Ilias sitting with a break-even of minus four. So they've each got a few more weeks at least, but depending their scores, if they both go really quiet... Um, uh, all of a sudden, that changes. But in saying that, if they both go really big, Randall, you know, he's a bee's dick away from scoring a try last week, which would have given him, a, you know, a score of 65, 70 in, instead of 45. So if they can just land some attacking stats, uh, you, you could have them for a while. And hopefully they do. I'm looking at Ilias over the next few weeks. And I'll, I'll throw to Matty here in a minute to talk about it. But as much as Latrell Mitchell being out is a, is a big herder for the Rabbitohs, bringing Taff in, him and Ilias have been playing together for a few years. I think it could help Ilias over the next few weeks. What are your thoughts, Matty? Yeah, you brought this up yesterday, and I didn't actually think of it till you, till you brought it up. And it's a good point. They won the, I think it was the Jersey Flag yep. grand final together. I think that was against Canberra at Bankwest or Combank Stadium. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it, it's it's not a bad thing. They've been playing together for years and years. So, um, And Cody Walker's only got improvement in him, which will help Ilias. So, yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's not a bad thing that... Uh, Blake Taft's coming in. For sure. And I think as well, Ilias, when you have a look at when you look at his super coach scores, they don't really correlate to how well he's been playing. For me, you look at what he did on the weekend. I mean, you know, he, he was the guy that that took the run, got the quick play the ball, Colum and Tungy stores off the back of that. Like he's just he's getting a lot of confidence out of plays that aren't actually giving him super coach points. He had a try assist at the back end of the game. He essentially laid the one on before that that they scored in the right corner. I think it was Campbell Graham. So oh, he'll get more try assists in the next few he'll weeks. He'll get heaps more try assists yeah. in the next few weeks, right? I'm gonna back him in the next three weeks to score a try as well. He's at five dollars yep. every week. Yep. 
Oh, I'm coming home oh, with some money good. there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get it eventually. So, Ilias, I think he's got more in him. Look, oh, I said a few weeks ago with Randall when I, when I was sitting here with Timmy at the start of the season and people were saying he'd be a 55 to 60-point guy. I always sort of thought he was going to be a 45-point guy. He's not bad. It, it's a good result. We're going to make money. But oh, I think you'll probably end up selling Randall before you sell Ilias. I think Ilias has got more upside in him over the next few weeks. But still, plenty of cash to be made there. The next question, which sort of rolls into that one, comes from Max underscore Lynn. Thanks for your question. Max, who do we downgrade from Randall eventually? So this is what we need to start considering. Once Randall does hit his peak, we need to trade him out for someone. And he's probably not going to be big enough coin to be able to trade him in for a Harry Grant if you're still looking at him and they're, you know, or a Damian Cook outside of those two. It's a bit tough going as far as hookers go. And there's no one else to really downgrade to at the moment. There's no one else that's really standing up that's super cheap. What I'm hoping for hoping for is a really rough thing to say, but it'd be great if we could have an injury to a hooker somewhere in this competition over the next few weeks and give us a downgrade option. Guys like Jaden Beryl at the Sharks, guys like Josh Cook at Canterbury, there are a few guys floating around that if they were to get a gig over the next few weeks, even if it was a bench gig, you could downgrade there and make a little bit of money. But at the moment... It's probably for the best that Randall isn't peaking right now. And it, we might be in the same boat in three weeks' time. I wouldn't be shocked if me and Tim are sitting here in a few weeks having this same conversation going, he's peaked, but what the fuck do we do with him? There's no one to go to. So really interesting what happens there. We're sort of hoping for maybe an injury, maybe a suspension, something like that. Origin will roll around soon where you'll see, you know, your Damien Cooks, your Harry Grants, these sort of guys go off and play Origin. Maybe a Mamazellus, he could be another option over the next few weeks. But I'm not sure if the timing's going to line up there. So we're sort of – I don't of an answer for you on that to be perfectly honest with you we're sort of hoping that we see a change over the next few weeks and something happens in one of these sides thank you for that one uh our next question comes from mitchell b11 he says look ahead at first buy planning key targets now the teams that are playing in the first buy titans cowboys penrith canterbury manly new zealand roosters Raiders. So they are the eight teams that will be featuring. The other teams will have a buy. You will also be missing Origin players this week. So you need to consider how many guys you're going to try and stack in your team here. Now, it is a long way away. It's round 13. So what is it now? Round six. So you're looking at another seven, eight weeks, whatever the hell it is. You have got plenty of time, but you need to sort of be considering this. And maybe if there's two guys that you're tossing up and one's not going to play round 13 and one is, and they're, they're, it's a dead even match, maybe you lean towards your round 13 guys. I just went through this afternoon and just went through each team and just wrote down a couple of names that could be relevant uh, as we head towards round 13. For the Titans, a Brian Kelly, Bo Fermor, Mars Hugh, a Corey Thompson, if he may Maybe gets a spot. These are guys that I don't think will be playing State of Origin and, and they, they will be available. For the Cowboys, I'm looking at Scotty Drinkwater. I think he could win the fullback jersey by then. And even if he doesn't, round 13, you have to assume that Hammer will be somewhere in that Origin Queensland side. So Drinkwater will play fullback that week. Tamalolo, obviously he's a, he, he um, pl plays for Tonga, so he won't be playing State of Origin. He's a big one. Dearden as well. A lot of people are looking at Tommy Dearden at the moment. He started the season unbelievably well. I don't quite trust just yet that the these scores are going to continue, but Dearden playing the Titans in round 13 might not be a bad little get there. For the Penrith Panthers, you've got a heap of options here. You've got the entire left side, Kikau, May, Tago, uh, Fisher-Harris, Edwards, Eisenhuth, all these guys that won't be playing origin footy. Uh, they'll, you know, Sean O'Sullivan, these sort of guys, but you really want to get your relevant super coach sort of fellas. Dylan Edwards, he could be a really good pod play heading into origin time. Um, there aren't a heap of fullbacks absolutely braining it. Pappy's been quiet at times. Teddy's been quiet at times. 
Collins, Latrell's out injured. So Dylan Edwards is probably becoming more and more appealing, especially considering he plays 13 and we know he's not going to play Origin. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, I'd be looking at their entire forward pack. Uh, there's no guys that are going to play Origin there. Tevita Pango Jr. is probably the closest one, and I think he's no hope of being there. So there are a couple of guys there. TBJ becomes interesting if you want to take that gamble. Uh, Luke Thompson, I had someone ask me about Josh Jackson. You look at Josh Jackson's minutes and points so far, he's been a 40-point guy. He's been pretty disappointing. Luke Thompson, I'll be looking at. We've all, well, we should, most of us will have Max King still. Uh, he, he will obviously reach his peak before this time, but he's a guy that I still think he's going to get 40 to 50 every week. There's not much doing in the front row forwards, so I don't mind holding on to Max King for this game, uh, and if they have one injury anywhere in the forward pack there, Max King, I think he'll be the winner out of that, and he could turn into a, from a 40 to 50 to a 50 to 60 point guy. For the Manly Seagulls, if he is back, which, fuck, I hope he is by this point, Josh Schuster, you would have to assume that he will step into the halves and play alongside Kieran Foran, because DCE uh, will be playing Origin, so Schuster, he'll be a big one. Olakawa will be a massive one. Kula, he'll be a big one, assuming that Turbo goes and plays Origin. You would assume he comes in a fullback. If not, he'll come in in the centres when Ruben Garrick goes back there. Another one to keep an eye on, and I said Schuster would come into the halves. Dylan Walker, he could be another option. He's coming off the bench. He's playing really good footy. He's scoring pretty well. Coming up with attacking players, so Walker could be another one. He might even start in the 13 jersey with Jake Trevojevic playing Origin, so Dylan Walker, one to consider there. Really big pod play there. For the New Zealand Warriors, Reese Walsh, Sean Johnson, and Aiken, Curran, Tohu Harris, AFB. A heap of options to consider here from the New Zealand Warriors. Matty Lodge, so many guys to consider here. Uh, Aiken and Curran, the two that I really like. Reese Walsh has been great. Uh, he's been playing some good footy, as we said. There's Fullbacks are a little bit hit and miss at the moment, so Reese Walsh you could consider. You want to see what Tohu Harris's minutes looks like once he returns in AFB. He's been pretty solid as well. For the Roosters, you would have to assume that the Penrith boys will make up jersey 13, 7 and 6. So, Keary, Walker, these sort of guys. I probably wouldn't take a punt on a Radley. I think there's a chance he makes it into this team somewhere. It's a little bit too much of a gamble for me. Daniel Tupu, I don't think he makes this side. He, he probably should be further in the conversation than what he was, but I don't think he'll play Origin. Joey Manu's a Kiwi. Uh, Nat Butcher, Tilly Tupanua, Connor Watson, even a Sawali by this point. Uh, all these guys could be really relevant. I know a lot of people carrying Sawali on their bench uh, and there's no reason to drop him at the moment. I think he'll be in this side sooner rather than later. I like the way the Nat Butcher's going. He played 44 minutes on the weekend, 40 base stats. So Butcher's absolutely flying and he's got attacking upside as well. They play the Raiders in, in, in that weekend too. So the Roosters, as much as they'll be missing a few guys, geez, it's still going to be a handy side. They'll still have essentially their entire spine minus Tedesco, but they've got a heap of guys to fill that role, which will probably be Joey Manu. Manu's probably the standout target for me, to be honest with you. I really like the way that he's playing at the moment. Round 13, he'll play fullback. Could play fullback for, you know, a, a few weeks around that too, no 
knowing what Origin does to Teddy. Uh, the Roosters, they take on the Raiders in round 13. When you have a look at the Canberra Raiders side, Schneider, if he still holds onto that jersey, which I personally think there's a world where he could, but most of us will have sold Schneider by then to have Nico Hines and to have Nathan Cleary. Uh, Matty Tomoko at left centre, he could be an option. Hudson Young, CHN, Starling. It looks like Starling's going to be a good little get for the rest of the season. The other one, obviously, Josh Papali, he'll go and play Origin. So Tapanay, you can expect him to play very big minutes uh, during that period. So round 13, it is a while away. Thank you for that question, Mitchell B11. It is a while away, but just keep it in the back of your mind. And if you are tossing up between two guys, have a look who plays round 13, who doesn't, and it might help you. Uh, it might sway you one way or the other. Next question comes from Grantos27. Uh, is Blake Taff worth downgrading to for some coin? Blake Taff is coming in at 210k. So I think this is a really good option. I've had a lot of questions this week about James Tedesco. Do we sell Teddy down to Blake Taff? And it's such an unbelievable question to be asking. If you would have said that in the preseason that I'd be asking this, I would have laughed at you. I'm seriously considering it, to be honest with you. I'll talk about Tedesco next. He's the next question. But Blake Tav at 210K, played 66 minutes on the weekend, scored 39 points. Last year in the regular season, he only played three games where he played 80 minutes at fullback. He averaged 40 in those games. Uh, so not fantastic, but not terrible for 210K. I also think, and you know, I, I'll, I'll throw to Matty in a minute to get his opinion, but I think that he gained a heap of confidence during the final series, and I don't have his supercoach stats for the finals. I'm not that good. That's more of a uh, Timmy Williams stat to have, but I think he got better and better as the season went, and I thought he looked great in his first hit out the other day. You expecting some good things out of Taff, mate? I think Taff will be great, but just on Teddy, I, I've got Teddy, and I personally won't be doing that at all, because I, I reckon I got, I'm just having Teddy for my whole year. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. He is a keeper, the, like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll Teddy get to in Teddy, a minute. Sorry, yeah. What do you think about Taft, though? Do you think that he, he could do pretty well over the next few Like, weeks? he came on the field. He's so different to Luttrell. Like, yeah. he, came, he came on the field and he just he brought so much energy. He does everything at 100 miles an hour. Um, he, he's, he, gets, he puts his head over the ball. He always wants to be involved in everything. So, yeah, I think he's got definitely got the uh, opportunity to get some points, especially because of the soft, softy straw that South have in the next few weeks. And mate, yeah. 210k at fullback, if, if you can make it work, if it means that you can get, like, like for myself, if it means you can get to a Nico Hines, uh, that could be massive, huge mm. to get to a guy doing that well. When you consider the other fullbacks, we've seen Teddy score in the 30s twice. We've seen Pappy do it last week. I mean, they, it is a little bit inconsistent in the fullback spot at the moment. I just think the tough can do reasonably well there. Um, yeah, so... I like the move. I wouldn't hold it, hold it against anyone. I'm considering doing it myself. Whether I do or not remains to be seen, but God, it would free up some really good coin. I think Teddy's coming in at about 600K. If I could free up that 400K, and you know the difference between Taff and Teddy, you know, over a few weeks, it could be like 150-odd points or something, but it's money that I could go and spend on a Nico Hines who, pending his draw, I probably won't do it this week because Hines plays the Melbourne Storm. I'll probably wait till the week after, pending his break-even as well. Yeah, you have to do the maths yourself and work out where your team's at. But I definitely think the Taff move is something to consider. He's played one game this season, so you might as well wait a week, wait to see what happens next week. Teddy's got a pretty good matchup against the New Zealand Warriors this week. So, yeah, Blake Taff, I like the move. I probably wouldn't do it this week unless you're desperate 
to make that money. But if something happens to Tuff this weekend, you'll be filthy on yourself. So wait a week, but I like the move. Now, James Tedesco, this question comes from fucking everyone. I've got about 15 questions about James Tedesco. Asked Matty about Blake Tuff. He started talking about fucking Tedesco. <laughs> so we'll come back to where Matty was going. Shoot, mate. Yeah, I, I just think that Teddy's put enough runs on the board last, what, six years that I just, ex- as we said on the podcast yesterday, I just expect him to have one good game and be great again. And, and, I, and I reckon, I know Origin's a few, weeks, a few weeks away, but Origin could kick him into gear as well for the rest of the year. And he's just, he's just in my team. Yeah, for Full sure. Top. And I guess Origin could kick him into gear, but history tells us that during the Origin period, Robbo's not afraid to rest him as well. Oh, okay. And that's the other thing to consider with Teddy. It is a few weeks away, though, 100%. And Mm. I was just about to say, you look at their draw over the next few weeks. Warriors, Dragons, Canterbury, Titans. If Teddy averages 100 over those four games, despite how seemingly not great he's looked so far, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm really... I'm divided over what to do with James Tedesco. The gun mm. argument is 100% fair. You don't trade guns. We've seen that with Dave Fafita over the last few weeks. He bounces back and somehow scores 100 when he takes a scoot. Unbelievable. Uh, but you look at Teddy so far this year, and I know, I know everyone's telling me he's going really poor. Just consider this. He scored one try so far this year. He's averaging 59. So he's averaging 60 points when he scored one try. If he was to score a try through the middle, just supporting in each of the next four games, I really wouldn't put it past him. He's also had two games where he scored over 80 with a tr- without a try. So, mate, I, in the next four games, if he scores five or six tries, I don't think it would surprise anyone. I, I would say he's going to score at least three in the next four weeks, knowing James Tedesco and knowing that he's coming out of seemingly a little bit of a slump. I don't know if it really is, though. It's more so the money that I think I can free up with Teddy. His break-even's 108, which is a lot considering how he's gone so far this year. But against the Warriors, it's definitely something James Tedesco can do. As Matty said, he's been a gun for five and six years now. He's been an absolute weapon. So really tough. I don't have an answer of what to do with Tedesco. I'm going to hold him for this week. I want to see how tough goes. I want to see how much money there is to be made there. I want to see how much money James Tedesco loses this week. If he comes out this week and puts on another 30-point performance, and I know he's going to keep losing money, then I start to consider what I can do here. But I think it's perfect that you get an extra look at Taff. You get to see Teddy against an average side, not a, with all due respect to the Warriors, a, an average super coach side to play against. And then you get to see a guy like Nico Hines, who is coming up against the Melbourne Storm, one of the harder defensive teams. So for me, on all those moves, I'm sort of going to sit a week. I think I could copy and paste these questions in next week, and I think it'll probably be a little bit more interesting then. Now, when we have a look at the week that we've got coming, as I said, captains is going to be really tough because we've got the Melbourne Storm playing the Cronulla Sharks, which is going to make it really interesting. All of a sudden, Pappy, Munster, Grant... They're out of the question. I don't know if I can captain Nico Hines realistically uh, in this game either. That worries me a little bit. So there's a couple of options that we need to start considering here of who we're going to go, who we're going to move to. I really do think that your captain this week is going to go a long way to you know, sort of putting a gap between you and everyone else. There's a lot of opportunities to really fuck it up this week, but there's a couple of opportunities that if you hit them, you could be flying. We look at the Canberra Raiders game first. I've had a lot of people text me about Brad Schneider. Now, this is a huge gamble. He is playing for the most inconsistent team in rugby league. He scored 65 last week, seemingly doing nothing. If he has a couple of attacking stats, it could be anything. I don't have the balls to do this, to be honest with you, especially when you have to play him at halfback, which means that means that you can't then captain either a Nathan Cleary or a Nico Hines unless you've got Hines at fullback. So for me, 
it's too much of a punt. I understand where people are coming from. It's too much of a punt. I've had a couple of people, and I'm actually considering making this move myself as a bit of a pod move over the next few weeks, potentially looking at Scott Drinkwater for the North Queensland Cowboys. He's got attacking upside. He's a guy that I'm considering bringing in. I've got him in my draft team, so I'm a little bit biased there. We threw to Matty before he spoke about Cody Walker. He's got a decent matchup against the Bulldogs. And once again, Maddie, I always worry with this Good Friday clash. Anything can happen. It's like it's sort of it's almost like form goes out the window before this one. You'd know more about it than me, though. Shoot. Yeah, I reckon Cody Walker. I, I don't. I don't think the Bulldogs are that bad, to be honest. Like I, I think the Cody Walker. If, if he was going to go out and kill it, he he was going to do it last week against the Dragons. So for that reason, I'm just I'm looking at my at my team now, and I and I can't really decide who I'm going to put as captain. It's a tough week, eh? <laughs> it's 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 crazy because of all the points you said about Hines and yeah. and Pabs. Like, I almost want to go Tedesco, which is go, throwing every, everything out the window that we just spoke about before. I don't really know, but I'd probably throw the vice captain on Cody Walker. Just, he's been a little underwhelming for this whole year, so um, yeah, I I probably won't be going Walker. I, I will say this with Cody. There are times when Latrell isn't there and Cody just has to take it upon himself to do everything. So that's mm. the other thing in his favour. But I don't know. The way that Ilias and Taff are playing at the moment, especially Ilias, I'm not sure if it is going to be the entire Cody Walker show. I don't have him, so it's not something that I have to consider. Uh, but I will be nervous if the guy I'm versing is Captain Cody Walker and I'm oh, playing yeah. him this week. No doubt about that. Penrith Panthers taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Coming to you from Bluebet Stadium. Do we see the Brisbane Broncos of last week? Do they get back to where they were the first few weeks before that? I don't know how this one's going to play out. Penrith at Penrith. I think it's the hardest road trip in rugby league now. Uh, Nathan Cleary, I will definitely be chucking him a VC. I don't think I can captain him because he hasn't blown it away the last few weeks. But I'll definitely be chucking a VC on Nathan Cleary in that game. He could kick a heap of goals. They... Honestly, Brisbane could play pretty well here and lose 40 to 10. The Penrith are just so good at the moment. I don't know how it's going to play out. Such a tough week for captains. Then got Manly taking on the Titans. Uh, you know, Dave Fafita, he did really well last week. I could never trust him to captain him at the moment. DCE's had a good start at the season, but I assume that hardly any of us have DCE, realistically. Olakwatu was really good last week. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see him crash over for a try. He'll be probably my captain in my draft team this week. So, you know, classic team should be considering him as we said Melbourne Storm Cronulla Sharks I can't go near any players in this game if one of them happens to score 100 I'm happy to wear it and say I did not see that coming Teddy versus the Warriors very very interesting here this I think he's probably the pick Teddy and I'm I would be happy to captain him this week despite how disappointing he's been 2 p.m at the SCG I mean if Teddy's ever going to turn it around and explode this is the game to do it the Warriors They've hung in contests, but I think their draw's been pretty good for them. Uh, I just, I, I, I think if the Roosters click, I don't know if the Warriors will, will be able to hold it together against them. So Teddy, he's probably my favourite at the moment. Then you got Dragons and Newcastle. No one here that I'd even consider out of these two sides. Parramatta and the West Tigers. Now this is where it gets interesting. If you're a Mitch Moses owner, if you're a Clint Gutherson owner, if you're a Dylan Brown owner, wow, this could be anything here. I don't know which one of the three it will be. 
One of them could hit 100. Two of them could hit 100. Fuck, three of them could hit 100 in this game. God knows. Uh, it's a punt which one you take. I don't know which one you take. Moses has been in great form. Jill Brown's been in great form. The two of them probably playing better than Gutho so far this year, but Gutho is ever, absolutely everywhere. They're going to put holes through this West Tigers side all over the place, I think. The other thing to consider, yes, the Tigers have made changes, but there's new combinations everywhere now, uh, which is going to make life hard for them as well. So for me, it's got to be James Tedesco. I wish I had one of Dylan Brown, Gutho or Moses because this is a really juicy matchup. But I think I'm going to have to go Teddy, who I think I'm going to sell next week, which is crazy. But that's the sort of climate of Supercoach that we're playing in at the moment. It's unbelievable. We're still trying to work out how this comp's going to play out. Guys, thank you for tuning in once again to Beers and Break Evans. This will be available on the Rugby League Guru podcast and the Supercoach Playbook podcast tomorrow morning. Uh, that was that going to be Wednesday morning. So if you are watching on YouTube, though, thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you're doing with your captain this week. I'm very interested to see which direction people are going. Uh, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, Beer of Sport. Grab out, Go out, grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar this week and enjoy the footy.